Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through some buy low trade targets going into week three of the NFL season. So these are some guys that definitely underperformed in week two, but I still think they're going to be able to be top tier assets at their position moving forward for the rest of the year. So it's going to be advantageous for you guys to go out and acquire them now while their value is much lower than it's likely going to be for the rest of the season. While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, all I ask is that you guys leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. It could be about this video. It could be about waiver wire pickups. It could be trade advice, anything fantasy football related. If you comment down below, I will make sure to respond to you. But let's get right into the video, starting off with running back Jill Mixon. And he definitely underperformed in week two, only scored 8.1 PPR points. And he was probably a running back that was locked into your starting lineup. And you had to be expecting at least double digit production from Joe Mixon. But here's the thing. His usage was still top tier. He had 20 carries, two targets. He literally had every single carry out of that backfield. Joe Burrow had one carry for zero yards. Mixon's backup, Samaje Pirine, did not even attempt a carry. So Mixon still has a total monopoly on this backfield. And if I'm thinking about it, there are maybe only like seven running backs I would rather have over Joe Mixon. Just off the top of my head, I'm thinking McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Henry, Aaron Jones. You're probably thinking Austin Eckler. I mean, I may be forgetting a player or two, but that's how highly I feel about Joe Mixon. I think he's going to be a locked in RB1 for the rest of the season. With this workload, it's going to be so difficult for him to underperform. And this truly is probably his floor. I mean, if you're getting 20 plus touches, it's going to be tough to finish lower than eight PPR points per game. So I love Joe Mixon. And if you can buy him low this week, I think you 100% should. And he's going to carry you throughout the entire season. The next guy I'm going to talk about is going to be Amari Cooper. And this was overall just a very down passing game week one for the Dallas Cowboys. 237 passing yards from Dak. He threw for zero touchdowns and only had 27 pass attempts. You know, if we look back at this game at the end of the season, I would not be surprised if this was the lowest number of pass attempts that Dak threw. I really think the Cowboys are going to be in a ton of shootouts. Their defense kind of hung strong today, but I don't think that's something that's going to carry on throughout the entire season. So overall, there's just going to be more volume, more scoring opportunities. And Amari Cooper did not have a big day. Five targets, three receptions, 24 yards. But personally, I still view Cooper as a top 12 fantasy football wide receiver. We saw what he did week one against the Buccaneers, and he was shaken up late in the game with a potential rib injury. Obviously, you know, don't go out and trade for him if it comes out in a day or two that he broke his ribs. So you may want to wait a day or two, but assuming he's all good, I definitely think you guys should be going out and acquiring Amari Cooper. You know, you could be pushing that narrative. You know, CeeDee Lamb is the wide receiver one. He's taking over that spot. Do I think that's true? No, but CeeDee Lamb had a solid day, eight for 80 something receiving yards. Obviously a lot of that came on that one play before the half, but that's the narrative you really want to push. If someone's scared, they don't think Amari Cooper is going to be the top target on that team anymore. They may want to panic sell just because they are worried about that competition. So that's what you have to capitalize on. And I think if you do, you're going to get a guy who's going to finish as a top 12 wide receiver, and you're going to feel great about the move. The next guy I'm going to talk about is going to be another wide receiver and another big name guy. It is going to be AJ Brown. He did not play well Sunday. He was actually pretty bad. He had three pretty crucial drops in that game, which is just a very rare occurrence for A.J. Brown. This is not something that, you know, has followed him year after year. 
He's not a guy who's known for having a lot of drops. So I really think it was just an off day. And that led him to only finish with 7.3 PPR points. But, you know, looking at the bright side, he was still the most targeted player on the team. Even though Julio Jones had that massive day, AJ Brown, still most targeted guy, nine total targets. And he's just bound to bounce back. He didn't have a huge week one. So, you know, AJ Brown owners may start to panic just a little bit. You know, they're not going to just throw him away for nothing, but he was likely a second round pick for them and really just hasn't put up those huge ceiling games that you expect from AJ Brown. I still view him as a top 10 fantasy football wide receiver. So his value really has not fallen off for me at all. And if we're looking at this Titans team as a whole, that secondary is so, so bad. And you know, you may be asking, why do I care about the secondary? That's not how AJ Brown scores points. You know, that's not really fantasy related. But if you just look at the game scripts of this Titans team, I think they're kind of like dream setup is they get up early. They're just able to pound the ball with Derrick Henry, kind of wear the defense down and just let Derrick Henry feast. But if the secondary is so bad that they're just giving up a ton of points, so many blown coverages. I mean, we saw the Cardinals just run through them week one. Seahawks just shred them week two. So this is kind of two weeks in a row that they have just gotten carved up. Obviously, these are good offenses they're playing, but still, they've just given up some really huge plays. And so if they can't stop teams from scoring, that means the Titans are going to have to throw the ball much more than they normally do. We saw Ryan Tannehill attempt 40 passes today. That's something that you rarely saw in previous years. They typically just want to pound the ball and end up finishing very, very low in terms of pass attempts per game. That may have to switch up a little bit if this defense is just getting carved every game. So that's kind of another benefit for AJ Brown, but I would be going out and offering any of these kind of top tier wide receiver two players for AJ Brown, you know, maybe a guy who's balled out in the first two weeks, but AJ Brown is going to bounce back. He's going to have a massive year and you're going to wish you kind of took this opportunity to snag him. And this is going to be the last guy I talk about here. It is going to be Antonio Brown. And here's the thing. I think everyone way overreacted to this Buccaneers week one. And this is coming from someone who loved Antonio Brown going into the season. I honestly don't think anyone had him ranked higher than I did. I basically had him as like a fringe wide receiver too. Like he wasn't in my top 24 wide receivers, but he was somewhere around wide receiver 27, wide receiver 28. I didn't really see him that high in anyone else's rankings. But when week one happened, it was like all of a sudden AB was going to be the wide receiver one on this team. Mike Evans overrated wide receiver three. You know, he's the odd man out. And I said this in last week's trade target video, that was not going to happen in this offense. If you looked at the week one snap shares, you had Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. They are the wide receiver one and wide receiver two. They were in on around 60 snaps. Antonio Brown was in on basically 20 less snaps than them. He was only in on like 40 something. So that tells you everything you need to know right there. Mike Evans operates as the wide receiver one slash two. Chris Godwin is the one slash two. And AB is the clear wide receiver three. That doesn't mean that Antonio Brown cannot be a great fantasy football wide receiver, but we just can't be overreacting to this Buccaneers offense. Another thing that I said in that video is that this Buccaneers offense may just be volatile on a week to week basis because they have so many weapons. You're looking at Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown. You've got Gronk. You've got a ton of guys in that running back room. I mean, you have wide receivers that are talented behind those three, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. You have other tight ends that are very talented as well. So there are a ton of mouths to feed in that offense. And there are going to be certain weeks where a few of those guys pop off, you know, and other guys are going to take a little bit of a backseat. We saw that week one, it was AB, it was Godwin, it was Gronk. They had their big games. 
Mike Evans took a step back. I said, don't worry about Mike Evans. He is going to have his opportunities. He is going to go out and ball out. And he went out this Sunday against the Falcons and absolutely put together a monster game. And Antonio Brown struggled. You likely started him and you basically put up nothing in your lineup. One reception for 17 yards, only three targets. But honestly, if you look a little bit closer at those targets, it really could have been a big game. So he had that one reception for 17 yards. Then another target was in the end zone where the cornerback got like a fingertip on it just to tip it away. That was almost a touchdown. Then he had another play. It was almost the same kind of situation. Cornerback goes up, gets a finger on it, and it falls to the ground. But AB would have had a lot of running room if that wasn't tipped. It was honestly crazy similar to the Mike Evans plays on Thursday. He just kind of got caught in these situations where the ball would get tipped and it would just get slightly deflected. So there are a lot of similarities here. There's a chance they didn't start him in their lineups week one. They're like, okay, I have a guy here. He's going to be a beast. They put him into their lineups week two, and then he just lays a goose egg. And then they're just feeling all discouraged. Please go out and target Antonio Brown. He didn't have his week week two, but he's going to put together a crazy good season this year. Even if he's the wide receiver three on this Buccaneers team, like I mentioned, it is still such a profitable role. And I still think he could finish as a top 24 wide receiver. That is totally in the realm of possibility. And I think you're going to be able to get him for cheaper than that because of his bad week two game. So go out, snag Antonio Brown. But that is going to wrap it up for this video. Those are the four players that I'm going to be buying low on. I think all four of these guys, when the season is said and done, are players that you're going to want on your team for the long haul. So I'm going to be making offers for all of these players, and I think you guys should do the same. If you guys enjoyed the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Do you agree that you should be targeting these players? Do you have some other players that you're interested in? Let me know, and I'll make sure to respond to everyone. Also, check out my waiver wire video that I already posted this morning, and then I'm also going to have a sell high video coming out a few hours after this one, so watch out for all of those videos, but thank you for stopping by, and I'll see you guys next time.